Since the beginning of time, boys have liked girls and girls have liked boys. As a teen, that can be pretty exciting, but as a parent, that can be pretty scary. So today we're gonna to talk about some ways we've seen families do it right and some ways we've seen it go wrong and what you can do about it as a family. Hey everybody, welcome to the First Youth Podcast, the place where we discuss common themes facing teens and their parents. I'm Gabe Vandersell, joined by my compadre, Kyle Hand. How you doing? Today's topic, forbidden love, <laughs> the teen <laughs> dating. Yes. Yeah, and, and we're gonna go over some things here, and I felt like it was important, we talked about this, to say this, I don't think 100% of the things that we're gonna talk about work for 100% of the families, 100% hmm. of the time. Now that might seem like I'm shooting our, well, I was just in the foot before we get started, but a lot of people take, I've seen books or comments or strategies, and then they'll say, well, I tried that and it didn't work, or well, that's not gonna be for our family. And it's true, it shouldn't be, because your family's different. So we'll get into that, but um, just a disclaimer, uh, don't don't take this as like a formula to right. walk forward and then go into your family and say, oh, we fixed it. It's just not gonna happen. Like any topic when it relates to parenting, especially parenting teens, Sure. Uh, we, we firmly believe you should take each student or each one of your children individually. Yes. And it doesn't, uh, it's not a formula, no. you just push across the board. No. So let's talk about yes. teen dating. Uh, what are some common things that we've seen in youth ministry and uh, maybe some areas where we say, hey, this would be helpful to you as parents or teens, this would be helpful to you? Yeah, I, one of the things I thought was it, it should just be put out there, maybe in your family or maybe just this will be helpful, is that this is a sensitive topic for families. It's a sensitive topic for hmm. uh, sometimes dad and mom or if it's just mom at home, whatever. That relationship and the kid there. Uh, sometimes dad and mom aren't exactly on the same page. And so they're talking to their kid and sometimes it's two different things and the kid doesn't know what to take or what to do. And so it's it's just sensitive. There's a lot of emotions rolled into it. There's a lot of history. Um, there's a lot of fear in the future. So it's it's just, it's charged. And so when you walk into this, maybe that's just something that parents can and family can admit to start off with is, this is a sensitive topic and all of a sudden somebody can get bumped the wrong way and things are said. And so let's just admit before we go in, it doesn't feel very safe when you walk into this because there's yeah. so much going on. So I, I think that's definitely one of them. Just, it's tough. Very emotionally charged topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teenagers in general, emotionally charged. Uh, <laughs> yes. Parents yep. know this yep. to be true. There might be times in, in your parenting, and parents, you know this, where, hey, this isn't the best time to talk to my teen about this specific yeah. topic. So just navigating those things, understanding your student, and uh, understand that this is a very important uh, thing for them. Yeah. And and I think that will go a long way. Yeah. When it comes to the scenarios or the stories that we we know of mm -hmm. where things have kind of gone bad in the relationship between parent and teen because of dating, yeah. because of because of that topic. Yeah. What are some of the common themes or or strands of of things that we've seen and and why do you think those relationships end up going south there? Yeah. The, I there's there's a couple of there's a couple of common things like you're saying that families struggle with now there's things about like a personality or a type of family or a situation that we can't get into because it's so varied but there are things like you're saying that are common to a lot of families and so one of them i would say is this and this this probably leans right after the whole it's a sensitive topic yeah. is that there is a lack of trust between kid and parent authority figure whoever's at home who's the 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 parental unit right and the teenager there's a lack of trust between those two before dating even gets started. If anything, dating just brings it out. This is just a highlight of some mm. special topic that you talk about, and before you can get into it, 
there's a loss of trust already. And so before you can even start to talk about it, um, you're starting on negative ground. You're starting on uneven ground. And it doesn't help. It makes it really difficult. And um, it, to blame it all on dating or to blame it all on the teen or to blame it all on the parent isn't true. They just don't have that trust. So dating in that instance isn't the problem. Right. Or that boyfriend, that, boy, that girlfriend isn't the issue. It's just manifesting yeah. a, a foundational crack in the relationship. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that really does come from uh, a teen has not been trustworthy in the past. Maybe when they were younger, um, the way they talked to their friends, maybe they were a little deceptive. Maybe the phone was a struggle. Mm. And so there's a loss of trust there. Sometimes, and teens will say this more common than not, sometimes it's the parent's reaction to things in the past. So um, when they were little and they got in trouble, uh, mom blew up. When they were little and they got in trouble, uh, dad was a monster. And so whether or not those things are accurate, it's how they've perceived them. And so um, that lack of trust can be on either side. Teen did something or mom and dad's reaction scares them. And so they don't want to get into this topic with all the emotionally charged right. stuff too. And understanding as, as a parent how your team perceives you yeah. can go a long way. And yeah. sometimes just asking them, uh, maybe why have we struggled to communicate about these certain things? Just open communication right. obviously solves so many issues yeah. in te teens and parents. Now, I, that, th with that, though, okay, so because we're – maybe we need to do, like, another part two to this. Yeah. <laughs> because we're going we're gonna to bump into parents again here, and I don't want to sound like we're attacking parents, but you do – you do uh, set the tone for your family in such a, a strong way. You have to, as a leader, right? right. You got, it all falls back to me. I set the tone, I allowed things, or I introduced things. So it's just the way it goes. But here, here's where I lean into the next one. A lack of empathy for the world of a teenager. A lack of empathy mm -hmm. for the world of a teenager. Um, like, I know when my kids are riding their bikes near the car, I'm a little bit more hesitant to allow them to just go right. wild. Because if that car gets dinged or nicked, it's on me to pay for it, and it's not cheap, and it's 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 not you know I don't want it to continue to happen. This car carries us around all over the place, um, and so for kids, they don't see that as oh, it's just a family car. It's not just the family car. It's an expensive thing that we have to pay for and is not paid off yet. Investment, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's you know good grief. This is a problem. So that's how we that's a problem we see kids just don't understand they don't see that it's important to us like it's just the car dad'll just get another one if there's a problem for parents it's the same thing though we look at teenagers we'll look at their world and we'll go eh, it's just this it's just a truck that little truck that they have is their whole world it's right. their only truck we'll just buy another one well they don't even know another one exists so that gets into teenage years and those relationships mean so much to them and when a parent goes eh, it's just a little relationship you'll be done in a month that really does tear a teenager down. When you treat your your teen's uh, big thing in yeah. their world as uh, childish or silly, yeah. you've ostracized yourself yep. from that relationship. Because they don't see it as silly. Right. They right. don't. So. The empathy there, also uh, empathy being the fact that you can put yourself in their shoes. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily you agree with it. Yeah. And it might be silly. It might be uh, not the best thing for them. But to put yourself in their shoes, remember back to when you were a teenager yeah. i know it's hard to do that as a responsible <laughs> adult yeah. but remember back to the the age where where that was the biggest thing right. in the world to them I, I see this in my own daughters and and uh haley's just uh, three years old but the biggest thing in her world is toys mm. and uh into a teenager it's not toys anymore right. but it's things like a relationship so yeah being uh being empathetic to those things mm. can go a long way right now, now this is, I think this is like a thing that we've seen families struggle. This is like a, a third one, but it can also be a good one. But we'll just highlight it in the bad part because this is how we've seen families right. struggle. This is just one of those, this is what they're doing and they, they should be switching. But here it is, sacrificing the relationship 
for the need to be right. Pastor Chris talks about this all yeah. the time. He brings it up, and it's a great point to remember um, because it feels like you have to be right or you have to be, for parents, obeyed. You, you have to. You have to obey me. You, you have to listen to me. I'm right. And they're sacrificing the relationship they have with their kid. Um, and, and I think dating brings that up because um, this, this whole arena is a loss of control for parents. They can't control. Terrifying. It's, yeah, and it's terrifying. Not, it's a lot of consequences. It's not a play date where one of you know one of your kids hits another kid. You can apologize and move on. Um, this has sometimes life changing consequences. Lasting. Yeah, and they can't and they can't be there in every moment. So that scares a parent, and so they're like, no, this is the way it has to be. I don't care if you don't like me. That weighs on a teenager. They're actually going the other way. They're judging it off of whether they do like you, whether they'll listen to you, whether they do have a relationship, and then they'll listen to you. So, th this is a big one we've seen with parents a lot. How about in the in the times that we have really seen uh, families successful through this whole process and build upon that relationship? What are some uh, common traits that we've seen? In those scenarios, yeah, and you can find families that are date that have kids dating and they're doing it well. It seems like it's there's no way; it's just fear and stuff. But there are families they're doing well, allowing their kids to date. That blew me away uh, as being a youth pastor, seeing some of these things and watching families going be like they're doing it right. I respect that family, and the kid seems to like mom and dad. It's yeah. like that can't happen, but it, it really does. It does. One one of those things is um, the parents are honest about what they see. So I'll, I've listened to or I've asked a parent what have they said, and one of the things they say to their teen is um, that they're honest about how they see the relationship. Now, again, not belittling it, um, but saying things like, listen, I've been in this situation before. I've been a teenager, and this is what happened. Or I had a friend who, and this is what happened. Doesn't mean it's going to happen with you, but that's why I'm afraid. So an authority figure who's allowed to be transparent in front of their teenager changes their world instead of these are the rules this is control it's here's really where i'm at you're not even building a case yet you're just saying here's my emotions this these are here's mine so and what does every teen want to know why right why can't i do this why <laughs> right. can't i do that and sometimes honestly the answer is because i said so sure but sure. to a teenager that that answer doesn't go very far no uh, they want to know what's the heartbeat behind that and when a parent can share when leadership and authority can be transparent yeah uh, you gain trust and when a parent says hey this is a big deal, or maybe I overreacted in that moment. <laughs> right. uh, I kind of, I kind of got a little emotional, or I, I blew up a little bit because I've experienced this to be true, and, and I, teams, that scares me. For you, those teens see that too. They already know. They know you blew up, and they know you scared. So when you can admit that, you just, you just, you just gaining credibility and trust yeah. back. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, another one I have is this: keep it in perspective. That's another one that I've found that I've had to work on personally, but I see parents do well. So they don't get too high, they don't get too low. They keep everything in perspective. They're these parents know they're not getting married tomorrow. It feels like it, especially because of how intense the relationship can be or seem or the amount they talk to each other with phones and stuff. But they're not. They're not getting married tomorrow. They have not reserved a chapel. They cannot sign a certificate. They are not getting married. Well, they might run away. But they're not getting married tomorrow. It's just not going to happen, even at the scariest moments, even when they say they're going to. They're not. They're charged up, but it's not happening. They, they really do a good job of keeping it in perspective in that moment. Um, but that's but again, and everybody thinks about this. There's the exception. What about the people who met yeah. in high school and then got married? And those things happen. But 
Not every day. And there's a reason why most of us can name the one or two stories or, hey, I knew somebody who, who <laughs> they they met in eighth grade. Yeah. And they're married today. But it, it's rare enough that we remember their names. Yeah, that's why it's a story. So, yeah. It, it, if you knew 50 of those, you wouldn't remember one person's name. It happened once, and you, and they got married after. They kept yeah. the relationship going after. They it didn't get does happen, anyone. but it's rare. It's rare. But it's rare. And, yes, yeah, so your kid might think they're the only ones, but it's don't freak out. Just keep it, keep it level. The last thing I really that and this isn't conclusive, but the last thing I see is don't parent your kids the exact same way. And this goes into dating. Um, some parents have a golden age, fourteen they can start dating, or you know, thirty-one for our girls, forty-two. <laughs> they push. They have this ideal in their head of how it's going to happen, and it shouldn't be. Every every kid is different. I, I heard my sisters and my brother uh, talk about this, like you did this, you did this, and my parents were doing a good job of. Well, your brother's different, or your sister's different. They can do these things. You can't do those things, but you can do this, and they can't do that. So, um, keeping it in that mix will allow you to tailor your parenting style in the best way for that team. For each student. Yeah, and and, it, and it's easier for us to just put down 16 because then you can drive and you're a little more responsible. Um, but some kids don't have uh, don't have a button for dating until they're older. So right. you say 16, right. you're going to push them into it. Some of them are already on it at 14. And so if you're wait, telling wait, nope, you have to wait, <clears throat> you're creating some deception in the house then because they're already into it. Now do I just let them do whatever they want? No. Um, but you do have to think about how am I going to address this because they're already on to it. Right. How about how about for the instances where we've really seen success stories or or maybe just a couple tips for parents who are right in the thick of this as <laughs> yeah. we speak yeah, yeah. and they're terrified, they don't know what to do. What are some tips that we could give from what we've seen at, in youth ministry? Yeah, we've, we've talked about how the style of parenting has to change and if you're in the middle of it, you should assume the role of coach. Hmm. I would say our parents both both did a good job of this. Coach. Not rule setter, not principal, not cop, but how you should be doing this. And you know, here's an idea. Here's what you should think about. Not compromising. Here's the expectations, right. but here's how you should think about doing this. There's areas that that they they can they allowed us to make decisions and guided us um, in another one. I'd say if you're in the thick of dating, if you have a, a daughter that's dating a boyfriend or a boy or a son dating a girlfriend, here's what you should do. And it sounds crazy, but. <laughs> almost embrace them a little bit if it's safe if, if it's okay if this isn't a really negative influence right, if it's right. innocent enough right i mean yeah you're not gonna do it with somebody dangerous but have them over for dinner so you gotta come over for dinner set that as a standard you gotta come over and then dad talk to them corny jokes are okay but really all it shows is you're just a little insecure about the relationship and that really doesn't help anybody your daughter needs your voice and that boyfriend needs to hear from the dad about what's going on and so many dads just forfeit their voice and go i, I don't even want to address it that really doesn't help anybody if you're right in the middle of it, embrace it. Bring it in. Don't compromise, but keep communication open. And what I have seen is, and it's magical, has been that if you have this strong sense of family, the boyfriend or girlfriend will find their way out because they're not comfortable. Right. Or they'll stay around for a little while and you're going, and I embrace actually, that. I kind of like this yeah. person. And hey, that's not such a bad thing. Be who you are as yeah. a family. Instead yeah. of intimidating or pushing away, be who you are, say, coming in the fold and, and naturally, if they're uh, not a good influence, they'll, they'll find their way out. I also love when I see uh, parents who say, hey, come on over, uh, bring your friends on over to the house. We have a safe environment mm -hmm. where yeah. uh, from the parent parental you know, perspective, they can kind of control what's going on, yep. uh, but that's not a bad thing. No. And you can then uh, kind of see and uh, understand how they interact together. So yeah, give give opportunities to, to come on over to your place where where you know exactly what's going to be going on. That's yeah. a, it's one of the things I've seen really work out. Yeah, hey, and, and I would say kind of like our, our – fi 
I don't have kids dating yet, right. so this is kind of yeah. nice for both of yep. us. We're not in it. Maybe we'll look back at this in a little while and laugh at this whole thing and go, they didn't know anything. So <laughs> that was would, cute, guys. Yeah. So I would say to parents who are in the middle of this or their, their daughter or son is just fawning over somebody, um, we're praying for you. We really are, yeah. and we hope, we really do hope it goes well. You, hey, at the end of the day, you do want your kid to date and then eventually get married. So it's just a complicated, murky, sometimes scary situation right. that you're in. So we're hoping the best for you.